0: This is episode number 202. If you've ever thought about writing a book, this is the episode for you. I demystify the process, talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's coming up. This is The Red Podcast. The marketing podcast for influencers. Rise above the noise. Expand your audience. Deliver impact. Here's your host, David Hooper. I got married a couple of years ago. I was 41 years old. It was my first marriage. Still is my first marriage. Still going strong. It's been a great experience so far. And since that time, I've had a different attitude toward marriage. Before then, I was completely happy with being single. Didn't really understand the importance of marriage or why somebody would want to get married. But since then, because marriage has been such a great experience for me, I have made every effort when I'm invited to a wedding to attend. I just got back from a wedding. Was one of my relatives, her third marriage. Now you can imagine being in the Bible Belt of America, in the hills of very conservative East Tennessee, Donald Trump country, that people have opinions toward a third marriage. You didn't stick it out. Why didn't you stick it out? God doesn't like divorced people. To that, I say, The only way you learn is by jumping in. People change. Plans change. Sometimes you get involved in a situation that worked for you at one time, but it no longer works for you now. Plus, the inside is always different from the outside. A lot of people make judgments about those that have been married more than one time. A lot of people make judgments about those who start businesses, fail at a business and start other businesses that fail and then start more businesses that fail. And I've got my own judgment too. And that judgment is keep going. If it's not working for you. Leave it. Leave it. Start something that works for you. Life is way too short. That's what this podcast is about This is the Red Podcast, the podcast for influencers. If you're a blogger, a podcaster, a speaker, a marketer, a nonfiction author, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. What I talk about is how to have that successful business that works for you now and will continue to work for you into the future. I talk about book publishing, podcasting, speaking, and other marketing elements of your business that you must master to grow and engage your audience. That's what Red stands for. Reach, expand, and develop your audience. I show you how to take your idea, take your work, make a name for yourself, and make money. Speaking of failures, sometimes when you send invoices, they get ignored. You send the first one, gets ignored. The second one, they say it was lost in the mail. The third one, who knows if it was received or not. You're not going to have that problem when you use FreshBooks. FreshBooks is so easy. You log in, within 30 seconds, you can send an invoice to your clients. Two things I love about it. One, you know if they've received it because you can tell when they open it. And two, no more excuses. No more the checks in the mail. There's a button right on the invoice. The client clicks it, pays right there by credit card. You get paid instantly. FreshBooks is offering a free month of unrestricted use to all Red Podcast listeners. Totally free right now. You don't even need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash red and enter red in the how did you hear about us section. On this episode, I'm going to be demystifying the book writing and book publishing process, including breaking down my latest book project. I'm almost into this two years, just like my marriage. It's been going on for a while, much longer than I expected it to when I started out. First, let me give you a little bit of background. This is not my first rodeo. I'm not some guy that just thought, hey, it sure would be fun to write a book. My background, I've produced over 300 audio programs, basically audio books, not podcasts, 300 audio programs that are for sale, not things that you can download for free. I've done marketing for over 100 print books, working with different authors, different writers. These are real books that you can hold in your hand. They're available in stores, not just Kindle eBooks selling for 99 cents, real books, marketing for over 100 of those. Sales of books that I've done previously, these are books with my name on them, 240,000 copies. These were done 100% independently. That's a story in itself. The quick and dirty is that I had a publishing deal. It was taking way too long to get the book out. The economics were not working for me. So I walked. I thought, hey, I've already got an audience. already know how to do marketing. I might as well do it myself and keep all the money. And yes, I do see the irony. That I thought it was taking too long. When I'm two years in, I'm going to get into why that's taken so long. So I say this to say that I've had some success in the book and the publishing business. You should also know, though, that in addition to the dozens and dozens of books that I have released, the hundreds of projects, when you count the audio books and audio programs, there have been dozens of projects that never got that far. For example, I was working with a psychologist in California. Great writer, great visionary, had a message that he wanted to get out to the world. Wrote three books, it was a trilogy, about three elements that he thought were important for you to have a great life, a happy life, a successful life, a life of money, a life of relationships, a life of status. That project is currently sitting on my hard drive. The book is done, the book is edited, it could be released But 90% done, 95% done is a long way from 100% done when it comes to having success with the projects that you release. So we could call this episode Lessons from a Book that's 90% done. That's where I am with this new project and I'm going to tell you why it's so close yet so far away. Here's something that all authors, all bloggers, all podcasters, everybody who's ever put anything out understands. In the creation process, you are going to get frustrated, especially on the big projects, especially on the projects like books, conferences, other multi-month projects that take a while to get out. It's during this time that you want to cut corners. You start to justify shortcuts. You start to get sloppy because you're tired and sloppy because you know you've got other people involved that will catch the mistakes that you make. That's a huge danger. You start to want to hand the work over to others. And there comes a point in the process that you'll do anything that you can to release the buildup of tension. And that includes releasing a project that's not ready to be released. When it comes to long projects, books especially, the biggest issue that I have personally, by far, is I start second-guessing myself because you're bringing other people in and they have different opinions, because you're tired as hell, because your version at the end is different than your version at the beginning. Like I say, people change, plans change, and over a couple of years, you're a different person than you were when you started the book. You start to question the original vision, and like any project, new business that you start, new book, new blog, new podcast, Projects, when we have that initial idea, are always fun to start. Always. But as the work starts to ramp up, that fun level starts to dip. I saw a great documentary about the video game industry, and it's on Netflix. It's called Indie Game, if you're interested in this. There was a computer programmer. He started programming his game, and by the time he was done, the graphics that he was designing for the game were better than the graphics that he had when he started. So what did he do? He had to go back to the beginning and up the level of graphics. You're going to see this when you write a book. You're going to see this when you do a podcast. The production level of Red Podcast, much better on this episode than it was on the original episodes. The writing of my latest book, much better than the earlier writing that I had on previous books. You get better as you do things. Do the work, you improve. So that can be frustrating in itself. So now you realize that the work that you've been doing, not as good as you thought it was. And that's a mind game. I talked about the tension that builds up when you're writing a book. The tension that comes when you've got a big live event that you're producing or other big projects. The trilogy I talked about, already done. It's been written, it's been edited, but it's not ready to be released. There's a lot more work to do. I could put it out, but you need to keep this in mind when this comes up in your project, that books don't sell themselves. You have to get out and work them. Podcasts, they don't find listeners on their own. You've got to go out and find listeners for them. Events that you produce, the seats don't sell themselves. You've got to go out and sell them. And if you don't like what you've got, if you're not 100% committed if it's just 90% there and there are holes in it, and you don't like the artwork, or you've got typos in the book, or you've got a section that should have been edited in a different way or removed entirely, if you don't like what you've got, you won't work it. And then it dies. In addition to this, if people that you release to, if your audience thinks that it's a shortcut, like most ebooks that you see on Amazon, most of these guru ebooks that are just cranked out quickly, people can see that it dies. Good marketing, because you can get out there and do good marketing on a project that's 90% done, that only causes bad products to fail more quickly. You have to have something 100% before you put that good marketing into it. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. It would be much better if you're going to release a bad product to do a slow burn. Don't put a big push on it. Let people find out slowly. Maybe they won't tell people how bad it is. That's not saying that you should release a bad product, only to make the point that good marketing makes bad products fail very quickly. So here's the real-world example of what this looks like, what I'm talking about. Almost two years ago, as I mentioned, I started working on the current book. During that time, i have been working to find my legs in non-entertainment work. If you've been listening to Red Podcast for a while, you know about my work in the entertainment business, specifically music. But doing some other things, like I mentioned earlier, over 300 audio programs, 100 print books. i done a lot in the entertainment and publishing world, but I wanted to do something different and had to figure out how I was going to do that. And that's still happening. Red Podcast is part of that transition. So I had a lot of pressure to reinvent myself. 20 years of doing entertainment marketing, mostly music, even today. I've been out of it for a few months. I still get messages almost daily about previous books that I've done, previous work that I've done. My syndicated radio show is still in the air. I still get messages about that. still get interview requests, client requests from musicians, people in the entertainment industry that want me to talk about entertainment. Not interested. So I felt that I had to make a big splash to kind of end. That career, put a sunset on it and start something different. That's a lot of pressure. So I finally finished the new book. I talked about it here before 137,500 words, a very long manuscript, too long. It was going to need a big edit. Still, I felt like I had finished a marathon. I'd planned out the process, I'd gotten together with my editor, gone through the outline, planned the whole book out, followed the outline to the T, and I was done. I was done, at least with the initial manuscript, the editing, the rewrites. I'd allotted the energy for that. But as far as the heavy lifting of writing, I was done. I was spent. So I've got this finished manuscript. I sent it to the editor. And you know what she said about it. It's just a big, jumbled mess. So then what? I had the plan. I stuck to the plan. I finished the race. I think that I'm done. But it was like finishing that marathon. And there's a guy at the end saying, no, no, no. This is only halfway. This is the ultra marathon you're actually running. And I wasn't prepared for that. So I was two years in, you start to question yourself. You said, wait a minute, was this a waste of my time? I'm 90% there. I've got this thing written. I could do a quick edit. I could get it out. It could be good enough, but I want to do a little bit better. I was tired. I thought I was done. And I was starting to second guess everything based on what the editor told me. And I had a lot riding on this book. This was my reinvention. I wanted it to be bigger than anything I'd ever done before. Then there's the other problem. Because people change, plans change. In the two years that I've been working on this book, I have other ideas now. Newer ideas that have come up to me that aren't really fitting into this book. I'm thinking, well, maybe I should focus on these new ideas. Drop the old book entirely. So the solution that I came up with, after talking to the editor, who was no longer sure that this was the book for me and thought it might be too much work, it was to start over writing a brand new book. I was back to square one, the very beginning of the marathon. Outline, planning, writing, researching. The problem was that I was tired as hell. I'd already given everything I could to this previous book. So this is the reason the book has been delayed. I had 137,500 words. As my editor said, it's just a big jumbled mess. I was overwhelmed. I knew enough not to release it in the state that it was in, but I didn't have enough energy to do it right. So I just started over. So for two months, I had a new book, new outline. I was going for it. It was going to be quicker, better, faster, like a previous marriage, learning the lessons that I'd learned from the previous book and making the new book better. But then you get back into the second guessing. He said, well, you know, maybe that previous thing was better. Maybe I should go back to it. It's 137,000 words. I'm not starting from square one. I've just got to edit it. So after a little bit of time, I'm back to the original, like a rebuilt engine. I completely broke it down. I'm reorganizing it. And this is good. It's added new energy to the old manuscript. I've got new experiences to add. And the delays have actually brought up great things. If nothing else, I can talk about having the experience here on Red Podcasts, hoping that if you're going through the same thing, you'll be able to relate to this. And I'm several thousand words in on the next book when this book gets completed and I can move on and focus on that with 100% of my energy. So everything has worked out. And I tell you all this to say that this is what the writing process looks like. It's very easy when you're following somebody online, an author, a blogger, speaker, podcaster, somebody just like you, when he comes out with a book, because you didn't see the pre-work, you didn't see him mentioning it, you didn't see anything about the process that it took to write the book, it's very easy to think that the book just happened, that it was easy. But there's always this behind-the-scenes stuff going on. And between you and me, a lot of these guys, they're not writing their own book. They come up with a big idea, hand it over to a ghostwriter. The ghostwriter writes it while these guys continue to go about their business. Bam, instant book. The book is done. They just slap a name on it, and the name sells the book. But if you're actually writing your book, and I think that you should, that's the only way to really get your personality into a product is to actually create it. You've got to do the work yourself. There's some things that you can't outsource. Podcast hosting, you cannot outsource it. Book writing, it's a close second. If you're really going to know that material, you need to write every single word of that book. Now, you can have help. You can have a ghostwriter come in and tighten up some things. You're certainly going to get an editor to help you tighten up some things. But you need to be the guy who's doing the heavy lifting. The book process, not pretty. We think that it is because that's what we see. But you're not seeing anything but the finished product. And that's why I wanted to demystify it here. So here's the bottom line. Your product, your project, it has to be 100%. This may delay things, but it's not a waste. The very worst thing that you can do is put out something that's not ready. You'll feel good for a couple of weeks, but then it's going to start to grade on you. And a book, you can always reprint it, but it's as close to forever as you can get. You can. Always re-upload a podcast, re-edit a blog post. The book, once it's published, once it's printed, once it's distributed in stores and in the hands of people, you can't update that. It's there forever, so it needs to be right. There are a lot of opportunities for you to stop short. My suggestion, if you start feeling this pressure, you want to release that tension, just take a break. Walk away from it. Go do something else for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, however long it takes. That's better than releasing a book that's only 90%. And once you get to 100%, know this. Like my musician books that are still getting the almost daily emails, contacts, interview requests. If you put out something that's 100%, it will last a very long time. It will have impact. It will have influence. It will help with your authority. It will help a lot of people you could die. A good book will outlast you. But again, if you go at 90%, you've got maybe a couple of weeks. Books are forgettable. Even the New York Times bestsellers, I've talked about this before. You can hit the New York Times with good marketing. You just have to have money to do it. And a lot of people do. But where are most of those books? Now, that's not the type of book that you want. You want the book that's going to have that impact, that influence for years to come This is how to do it. It takes time. It's not often pretty, but this is the way that it works. Hey, speaking of video games, actually video games that aren't very impressive, Minecraft. If you've got an iPod, an iPhone, you've seen this at the top of the charts for years. On the next episode of Red Podcast, I'll be talking about Minecraft, business lessons that you can learn from this multi-million dollar video game. If you've got questions or comments, reach out to me at David Hooper on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to Red Podcast. If you want to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, redpodcast.com is how to do it. One click gets you every single episode for free. You've got an Android, iPhone, however you get your podcast, one click gets it for you. Thanks for helping to build the Red Podcast community and telling all your friends. I'll see you on the next episode of Red Podcast. You've been listening to Red Podcast, the marketing podcast for influencers. Never miss an episode. Subscribe now with your iPhone, Android, or via RSS at redpodcast.com.